Hello, it is um, the 19th of April, and I wanted to share a, a lesson that uh, came today, and it was out of uh, Matthew 26. And it talks a lot about how Jesus went before the priests and the the uh, Sanhedrin and all the people that were against him because of wanting their power and um, their way. And they were actually afraid of him. They knew what he could do. They had heard of all the things that he had done. And they were prepared with a legion of soldiers to um, arrest him because they knew there, there would be maybe some trouble because he would unleash his powers on them. I don't know. So he was, they were afraid of him. You know, that all these soldiers would come in the garden to arrest him when they only needed less to do so. But they were afraid of everything, that they would lose their position, their power, their authority. And so they secretly uh, brought him to their courtyard. It wasn't a public uh, thing at, at that time. It was like 2 a.m. in the morning, and they did it secretly in, in the courtyard of their high priest and council and everything. So they wanted to trap him into admitting he was the son of God the Messiah because that would be counted as blasphemy they couldn't kill him because the Roman Empire was in charge and only the Roman Empire could make that decision so but they needed him in this secret meeting to uh, admit and they brought him there and they had witnesses against him, false witnesses against him, and they spoke to him, and one of the priests said, are you the son of God? And, of course, Jesus is not going to lie, and he said yes. And so then they said blasphemy, and away he went to the uh, Roman governor, Pilate, and then it became a public display and Pilate didn't want anything really to do with it because his wife had warned him not to have anything to do with it and Pilate knew in his heart that he was innocent and but because of his position and the people and all of them calling out for death and this and that um, he was a very weak character very weak in character and so he thought, well, you know, what has he done, you know? And then the exchange of a, a prisoner he thought would appease them. And he was just trying to not be involved, but to appease. And maybe they would just accept a flogging, you know, because that's what they did. They flogged him. And in those days, flogging, I think it was 39 
flogs would kill a man. And so he thought, well, if he lived, you know, or died, it would be in that, in that flogging. Well, Jesus lived. He, he went through the flogging and he, he didn't die. And so, you know, that should have been the end of it, you know, to appease them. But no, these, these people in high positions wanted him dead. They didn't want any rebellion or any kind of problems. And um, so then, you know, they said crucify him. And, you know, those days they didn't flog and crucify. You know, it wasn't done because most didn't even make it through the flogging. So, um, so Pilate gave into it and washed his hands of it. And, and so did the priests and the high Sanhedrin and all that. They, you know, they washed their hands of it after that. You know, they think this is done and he's dead and he won't be a problem anymore. So both empires, the religious realm and the Roman realm, you know, thought that they would have their way with this. And uh, it didn't change anything of God's plan. And Jesus knew that because he experienced great loneliness when he had to be separated from God. And, and he did that, you know, because it was the will of God. He knew that. And he took on all those sins, past, present, and future for us so that we wouldn't be alone so that we would have his spirit and be with him and be able to return to uh, what God's original plan was with him so you know it's an amazing thing what people do in their own fleshly mode and they they actually, you know, slapped him and and dishonored him, and it, they didn't care about him. And how often do we slap him in the face in our disobedience, you know? And sometimes we don't even know we're being disobedient, but we may find out in the process, you know? But he always offers that forgiveness and repentance. And another aspect of the whole thing was that uh, how often do people flog each other? People in their fleshly mode can be so cruel and can be uh, a flogging by attitude or words or actions even to others and that's a good aspect for today how often do you see that today in our, in our culture now we have cancel culture we have you don't agree with what is being said or the narrative then you're you're an outcast you're 
you know, and, and Jesus was in that same position. And, uh, but he wasn't powerless. He appeared powerless to the priests and the Sanhedrin and the religious community because he wouldn't stand up for himself or ask the legions of angels to come forth and fight for him or or do his miracles because his miracles came through God and he knew God didn't want that. God wanted his plan to be fulfilled. So, you know, he he was silent most of the time and you know, didn't play into their ploys of trying to get him to react. And that's a lesson for us now. That's a lesson for us now, even today, that are you going to react to the influences around you or how people act or what people say? Are you going to get offended? Are you going to get angry? Are you going to get revengeful? You know, and there are people out there in that mode. And I've come across some just because I believe in, in Christ. And they want to, you know, they almost like avoid me. And what is that? That's fear. That's fear that's been placed on them. And so, I mean, you can't force anything. And if you do... <laughs> then you're in the wrong. You're being disobedient because he didn't force anything. He, you know, let them be the way they, they were, you know, because it wasn't a battle for him at that point. And he knew what he had to do and he went forth and did it. And regardless of the pain or the flogging and the beatings. I mean, what he went through was enormous. What we couldn't do in our in our bodies, we couldn't survive that. But he was both supernatural and natural. He was man and God. So he could um, survive it, what they put him through. And for what? He didn't do anything, but didn't meet their narrative <laughs> and he was uh it was is enormous what they did to him and it is enormous sometimes what people do to each other today you know and it's all because of an evil agenda that evilness sets up and um so it was a good lesson today because you know, you learn to apply what is being shown in the in the scriptures in the story, and you realize, wow, you know, it can be applied today, and that's what Jesus wants us to do, so that we're more aware as we walk, so that we can walk in His Spirit. We have His Spirit within us, so He wants to walk. He wants us to walk with His Spirit in all things, in all guidance and counsel, wisdom, understanding, and all revelation. He is our source. 
and walk on by if somebody wants to engage in a, a negative manner. Um, you don't have to engage. You know, that's what he exampled. You don't have to. It does you no good because they're, they're at the place that they're at. You know, and um, sometimes that's hard because of our emotions and outrage and everything that we get. And, um, but he wants us to do good. He wants us to do good, not not engage in in what others might be thinking or doing or saying. And um, sometimes the truth is raw. It's very raw because it makes you want to you know, some people don't want to look at it, but it, it allows you to look at what is the real aspect here, and uh, how am I playing within it, you know, and um, so Matthew 26 is a good, good uh, chapter during this week that we are going through in the, uh, Hebrew calendar, the biblical calendar of Passover week for the Jewish people, and we are tied to the Jewish people. We are Jew and Gentile. He he brought the Gentiles in, and we're grafted in, and we're we're equally alongside the Jewish people in belief, and the Jewish people will open their eyes. They, they will see. He will, he will um, open that veil to them, and some will have great mourning for what they'll realize. But his whole thing was meant to have Jew and Gentile together. That was the first century church, and um, when that all changed and they got rid of the Jewish influences you know because of control and authority and all that you know um, that's why we have the differences in the Western and Middle East thought so um, so even our our faith is from him he gives us our own own uh, faith because his faithfulness gives it and uh, we grow in that faith and that trust and that um, being able to rely on him so it's a good chapter to read and realize you know what was going on in their culture and what is still going on even in ours and probably throughout the ages. So it's nothing new to the Lord. And uh, But he wants us to be aware. And be alert and watchful. Of everything around us. And watch our own character within it. Because, you know, he loves us. And a measure of love that's probably greater than we could ever imagine. And uh, 
he gives us forgiveness and ability to repent even if we falter so that's my message today and I hope you have a great day and the rest of this week um, until we meet again God bless